This is Open Encounters. Hear the voices of the people who have crossed the Mediterranean Sea. Now they're on their next journey of settling their lives in Italy and beyond. Their voices on Open Encounters from migrants of the Mediterranean. Hello from Rome. I made it here. So the street noise you hear now is no more to blame on New York City, but on this equally gritty, eternal city. It took a minute to find my groove, so thanks for accommodating the delay. The jet lag wasn't so bad this time either, but I keep a few freelance clients across the time zones while I am here, so finding a cadence with this and the field work and getting used to the rhythms of the household I come back to here has been disorienting to start. But that's the theme for today, finding your pace. Even the usual way I record, I put aside today. Everyone tells you to go in the closet with your mic so you get a clear, clean sound when you record that doesn't have an echo. And of course, without street noise. <laughs> I agree with and practice this normally. But what is the first broadcast to you from Rome without its street noise? If you're lucky, you'll catch some of the workers on the street swearing. Um, more likely, we'll get some car horns and emergency sirens in the distance. Maybe a few of the gulls that are always circling the trash bins. Uh, more likely, though, is actually the box crusher grinding down there at the toadies. That's the grocery store across the street. Toadies, by the way, has a great jingle. And to anyone who knows me, knows I love a good commercial jingle. The toadies one goes, Toadies, buongiorno convenienza. That means, Toadies, hello convenience, is my favorite part about shopping there. You need a little rhythm to keep things going, right? Well, today we're talking to Pazzi, who for me is the king pace setter. He lives in Rome and has for the past almost three years. It will be three years exactly this November when he and I met on Lampedusa Island. Uh, we've had a number of updates with him during that time, almost all of them from here in Rome. One in April 2017 took place outside of his first housing center in a small city called Castelnuovo di Porto, a part of the Roman municipality, but far from the center on, and on the outskirts. That place was ringed with barbed wire, and the police stopped me there when I arrived and took my passport. The Carabinieri military police were there too, gun-strapped and asking me a slew of questions about why I was there to meet Pazzi. I remember stuffing my camera deep into the bottom of my backpack at the last minute, lest that be confiscated too. I did get my passport back when nothing came up on their scan. Of course, there would be nothing that could come up, but that was the tone of the place Pazzi first lived at. It was scary, actually. It looked like a jail, and from what Pazzi always reported, it wasn't much different on the inside either. There were over 800 people at its peak living inside under dubious management and unsanitary conditions that included infestations of bedbugs and mice. I've written a lot about that already on the site across a number of his updates. So I'm gonna focus less on those hardships uh, today and devote more just to his voice. In any case, those issues don't really go away anyway. Um, in this conversation, he talks about them, but he does so in this way that's not so much reporting the trauma of it fresh as it is just reflecting on it with wizened perspective. So in this way, he has found a group, a routine, a way of living. Um, he takes the issues around him like discrimination and the media's perception of migrants. These are two things he calls out as examples in this talk and, and finds ways to move through it. It helps that he has documents. He has a five-year permit that enables him to work. 
Um, when we spoke in May in this conversation, he had just one job as a cultural mediator at Esperar Center, which is an organized system here in Italy that assists migrants and refugees. Um, he helps translate the logistics of life and legalities to newer migrants who don't yet speak the language and don't know what to do first. Um, so now, though, he has two jobs. Uh, he has another job after he works many hours during the day at the Sperar Center as a forklift operator. Um, it's a job he said over lunch to me recently was, quote unquote, uh, a black job. Migrants here do all the work that more privileged people won't touch, just as it is in the United States and elsewhere. But I like this conversation. You really do get to hear Pazi so simply, which is the aim of this podcast anyway. I said to him here that I remember him calling me worried every few months after he left Lampedusa, concerned he'd not make it past the next hurdle. But every time he did, he figured it out, he landed. It just takes time to find the way and to cut your path. It takes a minute to find your pace. So here it is, Pazi and I, in conversation in Rome last May 2019. incredible to me that you know so many details and facets of how this system works now because I'm thinking of the time that I met you on Lampedusa in November 2016 and there was none of this and how far you've come from that moment to here yeah of course I mean you're practically Italian now because they say if you go to Rome you find them working with one leg you work with one leg so that is it what is that for? What is it? <laughs> if you go to Rome, you find the Romans walking with one leg, you walk with one leg. And you can go with them. And the meaning of that means, that's, that translates to... You like, know, when you find them doing, doing, doing their lifestyle, you, you join them, do their lifestyle, and when everything Rome, is okay. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's all. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, what else is different in your life now? I mean, because this is all, I mean, all of this is really uh, technical, you know, the visa and all of these things. But, like, let's talk about just normal daily life, though. I mean, things have changed in that regard, too, right? Yeah. I mean, you used to tell me stories about how you would get on the bus and you would sometimes experience discrimination. Is that something that you still encounter? Yeah, it's still going on. It's something which you know that uh, it will live forever, you know, because we we cannot we cannot uh, you know we cannot um, how to say we cannot confront all these things, you know, you know because racism, you know, that one is worldwide, you know. I don't listen to them anymore because when whenever I enter inside a bus or a train, I have to put on my earpiece. So I don't want to listen to what they say. So because you hear it that distinctly whenever you get on a no, bus or a train, people say Sometimes they insult, you know, sometimes, you know, me, sometimes I go in with my girlfriend, so they say so many things which, you know, that I hear. Is your girlfriend Italian? She's Italian, yeah. So you... She's Italian, she's 21 years old. What do they? What do people say when they see you together? <laughs> what they say is it's rough, you know. Sometimes one day I had one 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 woman was saying, "Guarda, questo negro di merda sta qua, non stanno lavorando, stanno rubando i nostri doni." It's crazy, you know. Will you translate that for the people listening who don't speak Italian? What they say? 
yeah, they were saying, look at this, uh, uh, um, this, this, this dirty block, you know. This dirty block is with our girls. They don't work. They're here, you know, moving with our girls, you know, stealing our girls. So it's not what she was saying. So which is, which you know, that is a, is a racism word and. Yeah, it's not what I can say. What do you think when you hear that, Pazzi? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't feel bad anymore. Because that doesn't I'm, affect you when people say I'm, things. I, like I don't feel bad anymore because I'm used to these words. Now. How do you rise above that? Then where do where what do you do to make to keep yourself centered and rise above something like that when you hear that? Because that's a, just, that, that's a really painful thing to hear. Yeah, only what I can do to be to be positive, you know, to be doing things which you know that it's that is supposed to be to be supposed to be doing here. I do not go above the law, I do not do anything bad to make them understand that what they are thinking about us is not true. It's not true. So you make you go out of your way to make sure you never do anything out of bounds. Like, yeah. you know, the easiest thing to point to in that example is how people are forced to deal drugs sometimes, correct? Yeah. You make sure you always steer clear of stuff like that? Yeah, I always I always, I always stay away from negative things which you know that it will it will spoil our names. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because a lot of politicians are here standing with their cameras and videos to see one black or one immigrant to do one thing mm -hmm. which you know that is trouble and they will go and put it in the television because people believe in the television. Mm -hmm. They believe what they see in the television and the newspapers and they are giving them fake news. Yeah. But they will never and ever check their video cameras and put it to somebody whom you know that is an immigrant, is a black, doing good, working, and put it on the TV. Show it to the people. Look at this immigrant, he's working, he's now integrated, he's doing a good job here. They will never and ever do that. That's why it's I'm okay doing because that. if I see myself in your picture, I, I used to be very happy. You know, people will know that, you know, this boy <laughs> is this how he's. How is he suffering? And this is this, this and this and this. What is how facing. you grew? I mean, it was yeah, incredible yeah. seeing you last year when you went to uh, Tribunale. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, you were you spoke before the judge and you spoke Italian the whole time, of right? Of course, yeah, dude. And she filmed me, the judge they really filmed me. You know. It's judge that you know they don't believe in my story. Remember all those all those people who were in the hall that day? Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of people, and every day is like that. That's crazy. Every day, it's like that. Every day is like it. If you go to Questura, you you are surprised. The immigration office. Mm -hmm. If you go there now, you see you see people sleeping there in front of the gate. Yeah, during even during the cold session. Just to make sure. Yeah, of course. Just to end it. Just to just for a. Just to make sure they can get in when they. But do one open. thing is that these people don't understand. They are making their countries more terrible right now, more dangerous. Because. How is that? The regulation which was here now, it's no more here. People are sleeping on the road. People, people must survive. Nobody can live with empty stomach. You must survive. You're gonna send me outside of the road and you tell me you're gonna sleep on the road without food, no water. So you're saying that what do you expect me right, to do? Exactly. There's no work. There's no document for me, and you don't. You cannot take me back to my country. So what do you expect me to do? Mm -hmm. right. Anything I do, it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people, some of them will go and sell drugs. Some of them will thief. Is the co is your cost because there was a good regulation here. Yeah, you remove the two years now. You say anybody who have two years, you cannot go to Sprat, and, and Sprat is somewhere which you know that is very important. And so, the, in the two year, in the two year thing that you're talking about for the people listening who don't know, that's the humanitarian. Visa. Humanitarian, yeah, and is that what I'm having right now? Yeah, and they've suspended those. Is that? Pardon? And they've suspended those, right? Yeah, they're suspended. 
they suspend it and put a uh, big tax on it, you know. So it's very difficult to find a job here. If you don't have a job, if you are going to change it, you are need you need a resident. You go with your resident, they are going to give you one year. That one year, when it's finished, you cannot change it anymore. What are you? What is your thought about the future for yourself? What do you think? Are you feeling right now? Are you feeling optimistic, given that you're living in a new place and you you know the language and you have this job and a girlfriend and everything? Like, I mean, you know. But there's still all of these problems around that. So what are your what are your feelings? Do you feel how do you feel? Yeah, right now, you know, I'm I'm thinking to find another job because I'm looking for another job every day. But what would you wanna do? Because I do one course here which you know, which you know that it's very important. It's a promotore materiale edile basso impatto ambientale. Cosa? <laughs> so it's a promotion of building materials, uh -huh. your new building materials. Okay. You know, and I would really like to do that work. And if I have also uh, restaurant work, because I do also. Ah, uh, right, because you took course those of, cooking courses. Yeah, cooking course. Did so, you finish them? Yeah, so I'm trying to do one course uh, to uh, like hotel job, like Fakino. So, bellboy. Um, okay. I wanted to do that course, you know. I'm, so I'm working on it. I'm working on the process. If I have the opportunity, I'm going to do that because I already explained to the responsibility of our camp, and he said he will do his level best. And, He's, uh, the management's going to help um, you. Yeah. If we cannot do that, you know, if I have a little bit money, I'm going to pay it for myself and do it. Uh, I do it for myself because it's not it's not that much much costly, you know. When did when did those cooking classes end? I remember when you started them in the fall. That's right? that was yeah last year, you know. So awesome! What can you make? I can make everything. <laughs> I can make lasagna. I can make pasta, pizza, you know. What's your favorite Italian Fagioli, food? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I like uh, lasagna, la lasagna. So, is it true now that you eat some pasta? I do eat pasta oh. every day. <laughs> are you are you able to cook in your new housing? No, that's not, yet. No, not, not yet. yet. Sometimes I go meet one of my friends when I have time. He's living, he's having house, so we go. I we organize African food, you know, yeah. and eat together. What do you make when you make African food? Uh, like, like it's Gambian dishes, mafe right? Or mafe or <laughs> you know, and bahal, you know. Is it hard to find that food in Rome? No, it's not hard. If you go to Victoria here, you buy the ingredients. They are they are selling the, the ingredients markets. down there. Yeah. So you buy it and go and organize it. You know. Yeah, here around Tedham. And when white so people bad. when white people eat that kind of food, they get crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I make some of my friends to eat this kind of food, and they they, they used to ask me so many times. One they of like my friends asked me to come to his home and cook that kind of really? food. Really? Yeah. And awesome. his family like it. You know, the time you cooked uh, a Gambian mafe for. Yeah. An Italian course. family? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Even Sylvia, I cook it for him one, one time, you know. For <laughs> her, <laughs> sorry. That's awesome. And, and so what, what are the things that you need right now? Because you are in a kind of a, a stronger position than I think most I speak to. But still, there's things you need, right? Yeah. What I are they? I need, I need still now, I need shelter. Shelter. Because I'm, I'm going to leave the camp after... Uh, after four months now because so I need shelter because I'm not financially strong I started work two months back so I need to pay tax I don't want to start paying uh, I don't want to start paying rent right now because I don't have the money so when you got that job the rule was that you can only stay in that housing which is Italian 
sponsored housing for six months? First, I, I, I have the six months before. Okay. Before I get my document, before I, I, I take my document, mm -hmm. it was uh, it was it was already finished. This six months was already, because you know that I cannot work without a document. Yeah. So that six months is finished. So I get my document after after four months, some some weeks. Okay. I get my document and I stay in the camp. Already six months is finished. I don't start work. Okay. Yeah. So they add another six months. Because you didn't have work, but now that you do have work, you only have until the end of this next six months before you have to leave and find a place to live. And they don't give you six months like after your six months. They don't give you six months like that because is the is the workers who is the workers who are working in the center who are going to talk about you whether you want to do something the way you live in the camp you are doing you are going to school you are trying helping yourself and you go and talk to. Uh, the immigration. Mm -hmm. you tell them that this man or this woman is doing this, is doing this project, and he needs to be helped. So, what and, and, and is the amount of money that you make enough to find an apartment in Rome? Pardon? Is the amount of money that you make from your job right now is that enough money? No, no, to pay no, for rent? no, 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 no. And what and no. what do you think you'll do in that case when you have to leave your housing? Hey, that's my big problem right now. I need to find a job the, um, as far as as soon as possible, you know, because if if my my time is up there, I have to go and I have to find for I will have to look for the appointment. What, what month know. is when are you? When is your time up? When is um, it? Uh, is it this summer? Around August. You know, August. It was September. August. So, it's already... It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> it's not easy, you know. It's not. It's not easy at all. You know what's always... Uh, you know what's always interesting to me or inspiring to me when I talk to you, though, is that every... It seems like every few months, every six months, there's something else. Over the course of the time, from the time you left Lampedusa until now, every few months there was something where you'd call and be like, I don't know, PK, this is... I don't know what I'm going to do, this deadline's coming, I don't know what's going to happen. And at the end, everything used to be... And uh, the end, everything works cool, out. Yeah. You find a way. Because I always stand with four, four legs, you know, not two legs. Yeah. I mean... It's not easy. It's not easy, yeah. But I, you know. Always the what chronics say, I believe that. Keep the going, you know, the going always get tough and the tough <laughs> always get going. So we be the tough and gets going. It's yeah. true. And, and you have that on your side. The other thing is, though, we should be realistic, is that there are still things that you need anyways. You can't fix it all by yourself. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. help from people. Yeah, of course. Us. I need help from people. Yeah. Without people, without you people. You know, without the public, without the without the nation, without the world, I cannot go forward. I need you people, you know, like seriously. You know, alone cannot do it. I cannot stand alone. No man is an island. That's right. Yeah. So I need help right now because I need a job. I need somewhere to live, you know. I need to be, I need to further my education. Do you think you would want to go back to school? Yeah, of course, every day. You think you want to yeah, go to university yeah. eventually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Course, yeah. If I have the opportunity, I will. Awesome. I will go. Pazi, uh, I want to say thanks for thanks for talking to me again. Uh, you're welcome. It's always it's always a pleasure to see you. 
and you've always been so available and forthcoming to me about the things you're thinking and experiencing and feeling as as I always tell you thank you thank you too but um, but it's great to see you make that progress and I'm proud of you thank you <laughs> thank you so much thank you for listening to open encounters from migrants of the Mediterranean you can follow Migrants of the Mediterranean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you like Open Encounters, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. Open Encounters is produced, written, and edited by me, Pamela Kirpius. Editorial and outreach by Nick O'Connell. Music by Giovanni Escalera. To read every story and to donate to humanitarian storytelling, go to migrantsofthemed.com. That's migrantsofthemed.com.